Hello, and welcome to the Insight Podcast. I'm Julia Smith. And I'm Jane Donovan. In this podcast, we talk about how to improve your mental health so you can enjoy your life. This season, we're going to talk about anxiety, what it is, how it shows up, how to stand up to it, how to manage it in relationships, and how to take care of yourself to lessen its effects. We'd love to know what you think, so please go rate and review. Hello and welcome back to the Insight Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to our last episode of Season 1. Hey, yeah, it's our last episode and we're going to talk about self-care today. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Jane, where do you think we should start? Where to start with self-care? I don't know. I guess I just think it's really important and it's taken me a long time to really recognize how important self-care was. I mean, I think I often told myself I didn't have time to do things for myself or I, it seemed selfish to do self-care. And I think a lot of people sometimes fall into that, you know, those ideas that are not helpful. And self-care is just about taking some time to do some things for ourselves, And it can be something really simple, or maybe it could be a big thing. You can make a big wish list. I don't know. It's just, I think even just beginning to take some time to think about what does self-care mean for me or what is it I could do for myself or what do I need? I know with some clients that I work with, there's a feeling of I'm not worthy of self-care, that they put a lot of energy and effort into other people and then not uh, focus on themselves. And I always love the quote of you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, that's a good point. And so in order to be helpful to others, you need to be taking care of yourself and making sure that your cup is full, that you have energy and that you aren't feeling anxious, stressed, depressed, uh, so that you can be there for other people. But you need to be there for yourself first. Just like when you're on a plane, you have to put on your own oxygen mask first before you put on a child's. Absolutely. That's so true. I, you know, I really think that self-care is a responsibility, not a luxury. Like you said, you're the person responsible to take care of yourself. And so instead of worrying about everyone else, it really is important to make some time for yourself and to put yourself first and take care of yourself. And so especially if you're noticing that you're feeling tired or worn out or anxious or, yeah, then then it's your responsibility to say, what do I need? How can I take care of this? How can I bring myself back to feeling better? And for many people, that could include making sure that you have some downtime each week to just chill out, watch some Netflix, having a bath, going for a walk. One of my favorite things. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. Listening to music, spending time with family or friends. Jane, before this conversation, though, you were also talking about this university that does something. Oh, uh, yeah. I noticed this a few months ago and I thought it was such a cool thing. So there was, I can't remember the university, but there's a, an American university that's offering a course called Doing Nothing. And of course, it became very popular. I'm sure nobody <laughs> understood what they were signing up for. But what they knew is there was no papers, no tests, no exams. You just show up and they showed a clip and Everyone's just sitting in an empty room on the floor. And the things they were doing were meditation, yoga, you know, just talking about ways to relax, ways to do nothing. When I think of doing nothing, I think just taking some time to sit and 
think or sit by the ocean and look at the water or, you know, just relax in nature and all those things that are non-productive. I think we need to learn about it's okay not to be productive. We get so caught up in what am I going to do now? What am I going to do next? What am I doing, 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 doing? So sometimes doing nothing is what we need. So yeah, now there's a course in university. It's an actual thing. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. In this day and age, it's all about doing, 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 like you said. And now that we are so used to just go, 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 to just take a break and watch the ocean feels sometimes uncomfortable because it's not quote unquote productive in a way that society has taught us what productivity means, which is to do things in order to make money from my understanding, instead of doing things to make sure that your cup is full, that you're doing things that are productive for your self-care. There's there's so many, I feel like we should reframe the word productivity to include these type of things of, okay, great, that you're, you're spending time making sure that you can pay the bills, but also you need to spend time to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that your mental health is healthy. Yeah, for sure. It's really important. Doing nothing is doing something really important for yourself. So it doesn't go with some of our ideas because I think even when maybe people when think think of self-care, they think, oh, now I have to come up with some more tasks for me to do that are about self-care. But self-care can be just simply taking a few minutes to just be quiet and be with your thoughts or a meditative idea of trying to slow down your thoughts. But yeah, we're going to do a little less in our self-care. I mean, self-care can be doing activities that we enjoy too. It can be it can be just about anything. I think that there's a lot of possibilities and spending some time just thinking about those possibilities can be part of self-care, right? It's like, I'm going to take some time to think about what brings joy in my life, what makes me feel good and happy or or what I need right now. And just sometimes just twigging little things we're already doing can be a part of self-care too. But that also brings up the topic of toxic self-care. And sometimes there's this notion that with self-care, it's all on you, that you're just not doing it right. And that if you had more self-care, you would be able to handle your work week or be able to do the things that society tells you that you need to do. Like for many people and clients that I work with, they are working 60 plus hours a week and feeling tired burnt out, stressed, anxious. And for for somebody to just be like, oh, well, you know, you just need to have a bath each week and then you should be fine and able to do what you need to do at work. That's just ridiculous. That is not their fault at all. And uh, I think that can lead to some toxic self-care stuff of just saying like, oh, it's your fault that you can't handle these hours that are just really, really, really unhealthy in the workplace sometimes. Yeah, I hear you for sure. And this can be a real issue, especially with employers saying like, oh, well, you need to incorporate self-care. This is your fault. And so maybe a part of self-care, it's not only meeting your needs and making sure that you're taking care of your body and your mind, but also self-care as an action to stand up for yourself, especially in the workforce. So if your labor is being exploited, that maybe you join a union 
or you write a letter if you want to get really political to your government, kind of saying, this isn't healthy and these practices need to stop. There are lots of ways to get involved to advocate for yourself so that these really unhealthy practices in the workforce don't happen. Absolutely. I love the idea of standing up. You know, we talked about standing up to anxiety. And so realizing that maybe your anxiety is coming from a force that is beyond your control, that we can spend some time thinking about maybe there is something I can do there. Maybe there's a way I can stand up and it might not change everything, but just being able to do something some small thing even might help lessen some of the pressure and anxiety and worries that you're feeling about that. And that standing up to systems is a way of helping everyone, not just yourself in terms of, you know, self-care not being selfish, that some of these things will ripple through systems that can make changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to take care of yourself. And I do know some people like, oh, well, isn't that selfish to like take care of myself? It's like, no, no, no. It's really healthy because then when you take care of yourself, you can take care of others as well. It's, it helps everybody if you're in a better mood, (laughs) but also with like doing things that bring you joy. A part of that is also, like you said, standing up for others, standing up for yourself and taking action that that can also meet a need that can reduce anxiety. And yeah, unfortunately, sometimes it might not be a big change, but just advocating for yourself can really help to ease some of that anxiety. But sometimes that also might mean leaving the job and that being the self-care action. If you are able to luckily find a better job to just get out of situations that are not helping and increasing or causing anxiety. Yeah, for sure. Again, it's, I think an important step is to just stop and take some time and find out what is the source of my unease and anxiety. And when we take some time, we might find out, yeah, it isn't anything really that I'm causing. It's the pressure, a systems pressure, a work pressure, an outside pressure, maybe even a family pressure that we need to make some boundaries around, or we need to find ways to take a small step, perhaps, you know, start with a small step that will ease some of the worries and concerns about things that are beyond our control. Exactly. I really liked how you said that it could be family members, it could be friends, romantic relationships. It could be that maybe you are being too productive and need to take some time to just be still, or it could be outside systems that are taking advantage of you. Yeah, there's a lot going on in all our lives and trying to find a way to bring some some peace and some resolve and some joy is really very important so that we can maybe even just momentarily just forget all those worries. You know, I think you mentioned, you know, just watching Netflix, getting our mind off these things, clearing our head, not carrying the weight of all those things for a time at least so that we can kind of charge our batteries and have some relief (laughs) from worries. It's really important to take that time. And, you know, we can always think that, oh, there's not time. I can't take time. I'm so busy. I have all these things to do. But it's really hard to do all these things when we're exhausted and dragging ourselves from thing to thing. So taking some time to, yeah, rest up, recharge, have fun is really important to keep being productive and moving forward and getting the things that we need done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I completely agree. And for many people where they are just overloaded with life, 
that could just mean 10 minutes a day and that that can just be really important. It doesn't have to be an hour because I know that some people just don't have the privilege of having a lot of time to themselves. So don't beat yourself up if you don't have a lot of time to take for yourself. Start small, five, 10 minutes a day of just focusing. Like we said, I believe in episode three of just becoming aware of what's going on with your body and your mind. And then hopefully as you start to practice that, that through those times, it will become ideally more aware of what is causing that. And then hopefully there might be some solutions that will come to mind or some steps that you can take towards getting to a place where you want to be. Yeah. I think, you know, as I was listening to you talk about that, you know, and there's no step that's too small when you don't have time to do things. I remember a friend told me that she liked to have a shower with the lights off. And I thought, that is brilliant. So you know, really, that seems really scary to me. <laughs> well, this is what how I translated. I thought to me, a relaxing time is, you know, you put candles in your bathroom and you have this relaxing bath. I never have time for that. And I thought, what if I put candles on when I had a shower? And I tried to think of my shower as not just cleaning myself, but being relaxing and just thinking about that in the shower. And so I had more like these mood-filled showers, like it was a little spa-like in my shower. So it's, you know, these things that you can think small things for starting and just find ways to maybe enjoy the things that you're already doing in a new way. Yeah, exactly. I know for myself that I really enjoy once in a while treating myself to a fancy donut or a really nice baked good from LF. And that just uh, really makes me feel good and relaxed to have those special moments sometimes. Not not all the time, but just, just once in a while. Yeah, it's just about slowing down and savoring the little things in our lives that are important. You know, we call those little things, but those are huge things. These little moments of just enjoying a donut. And when we take the time to notice that we're enjoying that and that it feels good, even that can be part of self-care. Exactly. And as we're talking about all of this, I am thinking about one of the major things for most people of just with inflation going up and the cost of things and money and how that's becoming more and more of a worry. And I'm wondering if you would agree that self-care could also be talking to your financial advisor about just what's going on with your finances and how to make sure that you're budgeting correctly for this time where where we're all at of just, you know, to help reduce anxiety about money because it is such a big issue right now with most people. Oh, I think absolutely. I mean, if you're really worried about money, then maybe doing something about that, like making a budget, talking to someone, thinking about how you can manage your money in a way that will be less stressful or how you can bring in more money so that you can have the things that you want. Like we were just saying, taking some action at work, if work is stressing you out, just some small thing that will help make you feel less worried and less concerned. Yeah, taking some action for sure. There's all the things we do to make our lives less stressful, less anxious filled will help us come back to that more calm state. So yeah, it can be doing nothing. It can be doing something. So in this episode, uh, we've been talking about self-care and how it's so important for you to take care of yourself. And that can mean 
taking time to relax, taking time to do things that you enjoy doing, things that are going to fill your cup. But that can also mean taking action. Sometimes the places that we work don't treat us well, overwork us, and that can lead to a lot of anxiety. Sometimes we're not getting paid what we should get paid for our work, and that can lead to a lot of money anxiety. Sometimes it's important to take action. And that can just be something really small. It could be joining your union. It could be getting political and joining organizations that help to protect labor laws. It could be writing a letter to your MP about your experience. Or it could just be talking with your fellow co-workers about these issues and getting support and camaraderie and just to, to have other people around you that are going through the same thing can be really helpful for yourself just to kind of vent about these things. There's lots of ways to take action. The one thing that we don't want is toxic self-care where there are these systems outside of our control that affect our lives and affect our mental health. And then for somebody to be like, oh, well, you just need to have a bath. It's on you. It's not, not cool. But those things can be helpful to relax if that's what you need. Yeah, for sure. Self-care is just thinking about what you need and want and trying to get a little bit of that for yourself. And I think as I think back on all the episodes that we've been talking about anxiety and what it is and how to notice it and see it coming and stand up to it, all those things are self-care too. All these things are about taking care of ourselves, noticing what's going on for us and how to be supportive and helpful to ourselves. Yes, I completely agree. So really, the whole point of this first season is to take care of yourself, to notice when that anxiety is coming up in your body, your mind, being aware of it, figuring out why it's happening, whether that be through personal things, relationships, society structures, and then taking the appropriate action that you need to do in order to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Yes. Do take care. Yes. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the season. Ah, Jane, this was so much fun to, to have these moments to talk to you about anxiety. And for you listeners, I really, really hope that this was helpful. Please uh, let us know. You can reach us at insightmentalhealth.ca. And yeah, let us know if, if you found this useful, if maybe we should do a second season. Yeah, maybe we could. It was really fun doing this one and all the best to all of you. Do take care. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you'd like extra help with the anxiety you experience, you can book an appointment with me, Jane Donovan, or Julia Smith at insightmentalhealth.ca. Until next time, have a great day. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. 